Warrior chief and Indian maid You put us on a screen that way Paints and wigs in olden days Everything but our red gaze Hey-yo, hey-ya, hey-yo Hoo-ya! Welcome to the Red Gaze, the podcast where we critique Native-themed films based on our perspective as a Native audience. The pod where we discuss what films get right, what they get wrong, and how we apply the Red Gaze to what could have been. Hello, hello, my fellow brownies. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what we're called? Or we, uh, yeah. I guess we're called brownies. Yeah. Since that's our favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> So if you don't know by now, we are talking about Uncle Brownie and the Reservation Dogs, Episode 3. We are going to continue our series recapping Reservation Dogs so that we can take you on up to the beginning of Season 2. I'm your host, Cheryl Carey, the Sacred Pipe Resource Center host of this program. I am here with my fellow brownies, (laughs) Marley Finley. Yo! And Ben Landon. Hey, what's up? This episode, uh, IMDb rating 8.1, it was directed by Black Horse Lowe, who is a Navajo. So in this series, it's got like different directors, writers of all the episodes, which I think is really cool that they uplift so many other Native people. Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like it gives them a fresh take on each episode because... Not just through one person's point of view or one person's style. They have a wide range of styles of the way of portraying us as natives. Yeah, I think modern day. Yeah, natives. I think it's cool too. It's different people from different tribes, you know, different experiences growing up from different areas, you know, different reservations. So they can kind of throw their own little spice into the into their uh, episode that they direct. And it also helps with it being like a national show where all natives from almost all reservations mm-hmm. can relate to something from every episode. Yeah. Right. And just um, and even thinking about like on the flip side of it that the industry side that Sterling Harjo has made a point to say he's going to hire native actors, he's going to hire native caterers, native staff, everything. Uh, yeah, even the yeah. even like the people behind the scenes yeah, and stuff. The yeah. editors and the, you know, down to the the, you know, the, the grips. Pe- yeah, the grips. <laughs> the key grips yeah i don't know that's all i know i don't know what they even do but but it's so cool that he's using his platform to uplift other natives and give us some jobs yeah get us in the industry yeah exactly because you know a lot of times we talk about here on the red gaze like man hollywood has to change hollywood has to open that door they have to make room for other voices and other perspectives and this is really that in action which i think is just Super cool. This episode of Reservation Dogs includes, of course, the Devery Jacobs plays Laura Dannon, DeFerro Wunatai who plays Bear, Lane Factor who plays Cheese, Paulina Alexis who plays Willie Jack, and the great Gary Farmer plays <laughs> Uncle Brownie. Yeah. And I, this episode also introduces Kimberly Guerrero who, who, um, Plays Auntie B. She'll have a <laughs> role in later episodes, but she gets introduced in this in this one too. She's kind of like the the scary auntie. Yeah. <laughs> I put a note here. Somebody must be named Cookie in this show, but I was like, she there's a cookie on on every res. There's always somebody. Oh yeah, that's um, Alora Dennis. That, that her mom. Yeah. yeah. 
There's always a cookie or some kind of nickname like that on the red. <laughs> on the red shoe. a sugar or a cookie. Yeah. Just I have an auntie sugar, named yep. Sugar. <laughs> Brownie and cookie. Yeah. Like two uh, sweet, <laughs> desserts. sweet desserts. <laughs> so what do you guys think of this episode? Well, one thing about that, the cheese wasn't even in this episode. Oh, yeah. He wasn't in this It was at just all. started out with those three in the car. Mm-hmm. So he was not in this episode. He's probably still visiting his grandma. Yeah, he's hanging yeah, out with yeah. his grams. <laughs> he's taking care of grams yet. His eyes are still dilated or whatever <laughs> from the IHS. <laughs> I, I I really like this episode, especially like the beginning. Uh, last year, I drove from North Dakota all the way down to Florida. I had to go to my school down there to complete some labs and stuff since all my stuff is online. But we have to do our labs for a week down in Florida. So we drove and... I have a land back sticker on the back of my car, and I was telling Joe, I bet, as we started, like, getting down to those southern states, I was like, I bet you these people are probably, like, wondering what my sticker means, you know? Here they really had some guy asking that, you know, in this episode, you know, and I thought that was funny. because all that? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That dialogue between those two white people. Yeah, it was funny. That guy was really, like, his... Stereotypes about natives was that we all receive a thousand dollars. We have casinos. Casino money. <laughs> so tell me what you guys think. Like this episode was about. Like what was the main theme of this episode? Like I felt like this episode was about them seeking guidance from Uncle Brownie mm-hmm. because they wanted to learn how to fight. Was the reason yeah. they wanted to meet up with him because they heard that he was a wicked bar scrapper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So they wanted to go learn some some, some fighting moves. techniques and some moves from. Him. And then I I thought too, um, Willie Jack asking him like, "Are you gonna teach us to scrap or what?" Oh, like, yeah. like only natives say scrap. Like yeah. when I talk about fighting, like <laughs> I never heard no white people say scrappy. Scrap. Got no wicked scrap. <laughs> yeah, it, it just kind of shows like like what Benny was saying is we. You know, we got we go to our elders, you know, for for advice, and even if it's uh, from somebody that got kicked out of the bar, or, <laughs> you know, he was a legend. Yeah, he was, was a, legend a legend on the res, though. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't even really her her mom's brother; it was like her mom's cousin, cousin or, something. or something. So, yeah. but, but like how natives, we always refer to our our aunts and uncles, our mom's cousins Cousin. as aunts and yeah. uncles, or. Yeah, that, that relationship we always have. I think a lot of non-natives who watch this really would sort of get lost in all the references to weed and marijuana and stuff like that, and also about the fighting. But I think you guys hit on it exactly. The core is really about how do we get our knowledge and where does it come from? Who do we look to when we want to learn about anything, really, mm-hmm. who we are or how to fight or, I mean, anything. And then also about those relationships and and the making of relationships really because you know that they have that little conversation at the right at the beginning he's he's my he's my cousin uncle oh, <laughs> yeah cousin and uncle. and she, and then <laughs> and Willie Jackson in the back oh so that you know that's uh, oh that's cookie's brother you know so so they kind of figure it out and i see that so many times like in real life <laughs> people trying to figure out and and Several movies in that we've critiqued here on the Red Gaze have also sort of alluded to that too. We mentioned mm-hmm. the crooked arrows when they say, "Are you two brothers? Or are you cousins?" And they go, "Yeah," you know. So those yeah. those types of things, I think it's starting to become a little more common knowledge, you know, about how important relationships are and how 
how fluid relationships are in our community. Yeah. So I think those are two really key Native issues that are brought up. Yeah, my um, cousin dating a white guy. And he still gets confused on who's our who's our really our cousin and who's our <laughs> auntie and, and who's our auntie cousins, you know, like yeah, and yeah, and and that we don't make a distinction between half brothers and half mm-hmm. or step, you know, like yeah. in, in non-native society they say step or half or whatever, and we're just like or oh, that's twice like, removed or whatever the heck yeah, yeah. all that stuff means. Yeah, it goes with like grandmas and grandpas too, as mm-hmm. well. Even like. Your grandma's friend is your grandma. Yeah, yeah. you never say great aunt either. I never used that term in my life. I was thinking about that because my niece actually is the same age as my granddaughter. And so she (laughs) always gets confused. (laughs) Yeah. My my granddaughter calls me grandma, but she calls me auntie. And so she'll she'll get confused and she'll say grandma. And then she'll say, Auntie. And then so I said, why don't you just call me Granty? So, <laughs> so she calls me Granty. <laughs> you know, I have an auntie that's younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, too, because at the school I work at, there's two in the same grade or in the same class. And one calls the other Auntie. <laughs> hey, Auntie. Auntie. <laughs> the little kindergartner sing, calling one Auntie. Yeah, so I think I think give props to this episode for really pointing that out and you know bringing that issue to the forefront and just kind of normalizing that. All right, well let's get into our little feathers. What was your favorite scene from this episode? I was always laughing whenever they show uh, Uncle Brownie's fights. <laughs> <laughs> really just knocking everybody out, going just around. Just everybody. Yeah. <laughs> And I always thought, like, man, it has to be made up. And at the end, it was true. Yeah, because progressively, it was like, first he knocked out 10, 10 people, then, then it was 20, 20 then, then it was 30. 30. Then the waitress said 40. Yeah, I was plus two at that. cops. Yeah, plus two. Then she added on two cops. And <laughs> did he really knock out that many people? Or did his friends there see that he was with his youngins? <laughs> and so they wanted to embellish for him. Yeah. <laughs> And just so happens the people that he beat up that many years ago just were in the bar that day, sitting in that bar. (laughs) They're lifers in that bar. That's kind of like a small town thing, too. That's true, though. They're all going to, yeah, they're all still going to be sitting in there. Yep. (laughs) Then they were like, well, he he was on meth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah, He said, I'm sorry, I broke your nose. But that was your meth that you gave me. I thought that was, I liked all his scenes whenever they showed him. Then they'd always show it too. He'd be knocking out more, they'd be adding more people. (laughs) It was funny because he had his um, little Filbert wig on too. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) The wig that he had on. Of course, they had to try to make him look younger or whatever. So he had this just pure Filbert wig. Full hair. Yeah, full hair, full (laughs) Filbert hair. It was kind of a line that made made me laugh was when they first showed up at Uncle Brownie's house. They all walk in there and they're visiting with him and she's talking about asking well, asking for help and learning how to fight. And then he's like, yeah, I've just been here living off the land. And then um, what's her name? Willie Jack. Yeah, Willie Jack looks around and sees all those Sonic cups. <laughs> and Sonic, too, she said. <laughs> had a bunch of Sonic cups. <laughs> all his Sonic cups all just over the house. Yeah. <laughs> she's calling him out. <laughs> well, I just like when... Um... When Uncle Brownie's talking about his weed, and he's all proud talking about it, he's like, "There's no stems and no seeds." I'm like, "Ew!" Like that's like such an older person thing to say. Not that I know or anything, because I was a good girl in, 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 in my youth. But 
Yeah, you don't want to hit a seed. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I don't think you have to worry about that anymore. I just understand why he had his weed buried in his yard. Like, I know. What the heck? For 15 years. Yeah, that was a weird... T- I don't know. Something... <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> then he said, I have bombs here, too, and traps, so be careful. Yeah, oh, yeah. Traps. So he has, like, his weed buried there with a bunch of bombs and traps. Yeah, he must have been a really... Really a hermit. <laughs> yeah, when they showed up, he's no. like, yeah, go on. I, I don't have any money. I know, right <laughs> like, away. Like they were going to come to borrow money. <laughs> right away. That was, that's what I noticed, too. First, yeah. first line. <laughs> Guan. <laughs> Guan. I, my favorite scene was just a very little scene, too, but it, but it just cracked me up because we always tease each other. It's where she's, they're dri- when they're driving to Brownie's house, too, and she's got all that hair in that little baggie and she's <laughs> looking at it and then she's like yeah it looks like they have bugs oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i just had to laugh i was like yep yep god i always tease each other about having bugs <laughs> yeah <laughs> what'd you call them when you were little marley mini pearls <laughs> <laughs> mini pearls didn't you write a poem about mini pearls Some about mini pearls in my hair or something She was a young William Blake. Yeah, I was a young William Blake. (laughs) She also talked about bugs when she was. Remember, he pulled out his weed in his jar and he had it sitting there. And she's like, he said, Yeah, it's like that's 15 year old weed. And she's like, Yeah, 15 year old bugs. Oh, yeah, you. That little bug was crawling around. Gross. (laughs) Yeah, his, his whole trailer was. Just funny too because he had like penthouse magazines laying there and he <laughs> yeah. had like bikini posters on oh, the wall. hanging up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can tell what his lifestyle was. The bachelor uncle. Yeah. yeah. Another favorite scene that I had, it was just kind of fun. I don't know if I'd call it a favorite scene, but I just thought it was a cool scene was when they had that little owl scene, mm-hmm. and they and they like blacked out the oh, eyes. Yeah. And, and they're like trying like, to not look. They didn't want to look at it. My neighbor too has a has one of those little plastic owls sitting out in front of her house. And every time I go by, I'm like, hey, that's one of their owls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a big owl that, like, flies around our, because we live by a field. So uh-huh. there's probably, like, mice and stuff in that field. And it's a big owl. We always get scared when yeah. we see it, too, sitting <laughs> on the light post. I'm like, yo, don't look yeah. at it. <laughs> don't look at it. <laughs> Just hooting? Yes. Just hooting at you? Yikes. <laughs> it's really huge, too. Yeah. It's good over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any other best scenes? I was just—I always thought it was funny too. You know, when they're, she has that hair and she's asking, you know, Uncle Brownie, what can you know? Do you know any things we can do with curses. this? Any curses? And he gets mad at her. Don't be messing with that bad medicine. And don't yeah. you know it comes back three times worse? <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> I mean, that's—it's so funny because the. These things are just like commonplace things, and then to but to see them mm-hmm. in film on TV, like it's just so cool because it's like yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah, that's on there. Of course, we still have our little feathers, but we do it a little bit differently for these native-made movies. So this feather is called on my res. Give me a scene or or something that said that kind of reminds you of of your res. Uncle Brownie, just the way he acts. I was like, man, he really acts like those res uncles, just like my uncle sitting across from me over here. <laughs> ben, you can be Uncle Brownie. Yeah. <laughs> he was just 
stoned after he smoked that weed from the, the dispensary. dispensary. Oh, just yeah. happy. <laughs> Mumbling to himself. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how they act, too. Yeah. When they get stoned. Yeah, he made me laugh, too, because right off the bat when they asked for help, he didn't want to help them at first to learn how to fight. But then they start walking away, going to their vehicle. He's like, all right, I'll help you guys fight for for 30 bucks. He, he wanted 30 bucks. <laughs> He had to go sell his, his, and his, sell his, his weed own, too. Sell his yeah. old weed. I had to laugh about the whole the whole storyline about how many people he knocked out. About how first it was ten, then it was twenty, <laughs> yeah. and then it was thirty, and I was like, man, whoever writes this stuff really knows res because <laughs> it's like every res baller. Yeah, shit, man. I made thirty points that night. Man. All threes. <laughs> Next time we tell the story, yeah, it was 40, 40 points, man. Yeah. 40 points. <laughs> all these threes. Then it was, every time you tell the story, it gets. There's always legends about these res uncles. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Some kind of legend. Tell us your your story. What's your legend, Ben? Probably like how many car accidents I survived. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Rolled the car and drove it. Wheels and drove and it back. <laughs> no, he drove it. He drove it. He kept driving. <laughs> I did that too, though. <laughs> That's nothing. <laughs> it's a small feat. I can do that. <laughs> Aunties, too. They got story. They got legends out there, too. <laughs> have legends, too. <laughs> All right. What about the wise elder feather? What is the best quote? I went with his Uncle Brownie, obviously. Well, the one that Marley said was my initial one, but about... Bad medicine coming back tenfold. That was my initial one. But since he used mm-hmm. that for the other one, I thought, well, he had another good line, which was how weed is the creator's medicine and alcohol is the devil's medicine. Yeah. I thought that was a good one, too, because he's talking about how weed is natural and mm-hmm. alcohol is, I guess so. it kind of is natural, too, in a way. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was some of his wise knowledge. His wise knowledge for the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my favorite quote was when he said... Um, you know, uh, I think Bear was annoyed with him. Like, when are you going to teach me? You know, like, mm-hmm. when are you going to teach me how to fight or whatever? And he's like, well, that's just how in- indigenous people teach. We ain't like white people where you just read a book and then you're <laughs> supposed to remember something. <laughs> yeah. He said, you listen and you learn. I said, oh, it really sounds like an uncle there. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, the warrior has to take a beating sometimes. That's how you get stronger, you know. It's all about getting back up again. <laughs> and they said, and he threw an elbow back at yeah. Bear. <laughs> To test him out, I think he blocked it, and he's like, "See, you're getting it." Yeah, yeah. That plays into the 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 one that I thought that was best. I'm teaching you to be a warrior by being a warrior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think that goes back to that's what I just love about this series is like there's all these things in it. The trouble with contemporary education for Native people is we are experiential learners. We want to, you know, we want to learn things by doing things and not just reading and regurgitating Mm -hmm. material. The whole trouble with the format of education that we use is foreign to us. Like Uncle Brownie says, just like living life and having experiences and making mistakes. But in in this contemporary education, you can't make mistakes, right? Right away, you get all marked up, you know, can't make mistakes. And that stresses kids out too. So I think, you know, these like subtle types of storylines and these subtle type of messages, like those are the ones that should be talked about and reinforced. I mean, the way people do talk about that nowadays, like school is just all about 
preparing for that test. You remember it real quick and then you forget, you know, it doesn't prepare you for anything. You know, you don't have any sort, you don't, it doesn't have any meaning for you. So the whole like underlying weed storyline. That was a a big part of this movie. Mm -hmm. Such a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, you know, like it's not legal here. So is that because it's legal there? maybe a bigger part of their experience than what we experience up here, obviously. I was just surprised they got to go in that dispensary. Maybe because it's on the res? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they were, and then they were just, um, like he was trying to sell it to these guys on the street, and they're like, is that Boogeyman? Or There's an OG Boogeyman? It's purple or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Purple and that, that's the only kind of weed I smoke or whatever. He's, he didn't say it that nice, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, is that that's all part of the culture down there now, or because you have because it's all legal? And no wonder. I don't even think dispensaries would buy weed from some guy <laughs> off the street. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> Do you ever think we're gonna legalize weed in North Dakota? I think it'll be legalized in the United States overall. Like every state will. I Do think you think so. U.S. before North Dakota? <laughs> no, <laughs> probably. We have medical, so I mean. To me, it doesn't seem like a real big stretch, but person is conservative North Dakota. Yeah, yeah. we'll probably be like the very last, last one to. Yeah, as soon as they figure out a way to profit from it. They'll... Yeah, the government, state government, needs to figure it out. Yeah. Otherwise, North Dakota is usually for individual rights all the time. It seems like we're gun rights or mm-hmm. wearing masks. Even they yeah. were against that. Where it seems like they would be for it. Citizens right. are pro- citizens are probably for it. Government's probably against it. Is how I feel. Yeah. Till they, yeah, till you, like you said, till they can find a way to. Till they can promote. Yeah. Could you imagine how frustrating <clears throat> it is in South Dakota to have so many of your voters pass it, and then the governor, <laughs> just Ooh, one person. She's gross. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so frustrating. That, did anybody do any research on Oklahoma? If, like that's where this takes place, right? I mean, yeah, I'm pretty open about this takes place in Oklahoma. I didn't look look it up in regards to legal legalization yeah, of weed I mean, and marijuana. I mean, obviously, it's, they have dispensaries. It's legal there, but I don't know if it's medical or if it's oh, recreational it's, legal. Oh, according to Wiki, Wikipedia says, cannabis in Oklahoma is illegal for recreational but legal for medical use with a state-issued license. Oh, okay. So Brownie was out there with his illegal... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, though... If, they were they on the they don't have reservations down there though. Well, now they do, but I mean, mm-hmm. at that time they're shooting it. I don't know. Yeah. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it says medical marijuana remains illegal on Oklahoma tribal lands. Oh, medical is illegal. Mm-hmm. I know some places though, like in Washington State. My you know my cousin's married to a guy from a tribe there. Um, they can't have it on there. Mm-hmm. They can't have it all on the res. So I wonder if it was fictional or or does this take place somewhere else? I'm assuming Oklahoma. Oh, I thought yeah. it was Oklahoma, yeah. Mm-hmm. Somewhere over there, yeah. Ah, good questions. All right, well, if someone knows, someone listening out there knows the answer to that question, get at us. <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, the guy that was, the, was in the dispensary? Is he the one from um, other shows? No, the, um, well, that and... Uh, the show with the the guy from The Hangover. Oh, Rutherford. Falls. Yeah, is he the one that works at the casino? Was that him? Oh, 
Yeah, I there's think a guy and a girl. Yeah, remember? I think it might be. They're always yeah. making fun of uh, what's her Jana's character yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. I watched Rutherford Falls, but so long ago, and mm-hmm. only each episode right. once. So I don't yeah. really remember. We're gonna do Rutherford Falls. I think. I think we'll review Rutherford Falls here. I liked Rutherford Falls. I did too. I thought <laughs> it was really good. Mariah's gonna scream because. Yeah. Her, oh, man. yeah, her man's in there. Her man's is in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who could handle your auntie or your uncle? It seems like Gary Farmer is going to be the answer. That's what again, I, but... Yeah, that's what I put. <laughs> but you never had a woman, so I don't know. <laughs> that's who, yeah, that's who I put. I was like, well, I guess Gary Farmer. <laughs> yeah. He's such a good actor, too. You know, he was, you know, he's obviously comedian, comedic actor as well, but... I really liked when he was, you know, that part where he says, he tells Laura Dan, and I can't, I ta- can't talk about her because I'll cry. You oh, know, yeah. her mom yeah, that passed can't away. can't talk about her mom. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. He does, he does that. And then at the end when he talks about how important it is for them, you know, that, that she calls him uncle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that was really cool. He does, he does a lot of nuanced stuff I don't think he gets enough credit for either. Yeah, he's um he can yeah he he's one of those actors that can go like back and forth, like mm-hmm. in smoke signals too. You know he plays, or he's funny and getting mm-hmm. along with his son, and then he gets drunk and serious mm-hmm. and can be mean and. Yep. So he he's like a goat native actor too. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. For many years now. Yeah. Got, got a lot of range. And we'll all and we'll never really be considered great actors the way the mm-hmm. white actors. Yeah, are. they like, don't give them a chance our yeah. roles in other movies yep well or even recognized for the acting that they do in those in, in the movies yeah, that they're in they're not big blockbusters mm-hmm. or they don't have the blessing of the big studios or whatever but i think if you look at just the ability to act like they should be right up there you know like him and um graham green yep yeah I seen a meme where they said graham green is like the tom hanks of the native <laughs> ca- the native yeah, actors yep. All right, what about scene 86? I didn't put anything because I, I, I can never, ever find out scene 86 for this show. <laughs> I always like everything in it. Yeah, it was tough to pick a scene that I would want to take out of it because it's such a short show where the, mm-hmm. each episode is like 20 minutes long. So yeah. almost every part is important, important to where the you don't story. want to any part out. And I feel like if you take a part out, it's just going to take away from the overall, I guess... The, the show the story, itself. Yeah, yeah. The story. Because each part is so important. All right. Did, did you find a part? Having said that, I do. This is the first time I have a scene 86 where I... And I don't... I'm, I'm, I'm At this point, I'm not really sure if it is a 86 or if it's just... I'm feeling... I'm not sure how I feel about it. But it's a part where they go into this dispensary and... You know, this, this guy asked if he could check out, you know, Brownie's 15-year-old. His weed? His, uh, yeah, ditch weed, they call it. Um, and he takes a, you know, he takes a big puff or whatever and smoke starts coming over. And then they he starts coughing and they're all laughing. And then the Alora Dan and, and um, I think it's Brownie himself, they start, like, smudging with it. Oh, and, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, she, she, like, smudges with it and then he kind of smudges a little bit with it too and i i get it i you know i thought you know yeah haha that's funny but then at the same time it almost was like i don't know if i would have 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I still am not sure how I feel about that. I, I I feel like it's not okay. But then again, I I don't want. I don't know if it's just. I'm like I'm just an old person, maybe. Or <laughs> I would have just felt like oh, they maybe shouldn't have done that. I didn't even notice that part. After yeah, check it out again. They act like they're smudging with it. Yeah, they act like they're smudging with the with the smoke that comes when he takes that big puff. So I, yeah. Well, I guess now I did think of a scene that I would cut out too. I think the whole deer in the trunk scene was kind of dumb. Yeah. Like, I didn't think that added really anything to the show with the right. the dead deer in their trunk. I guess. Yeah. It did help him get back into the bar. Remember, he says, I got deer <laughs> meat. Yeah. yeah. But. but other than that, it, was, it wasn't it was funny. I didn't think the part where the blood squirted all over his face. Ew. I think that was a failed yeah. attempt at being humorous, too. Yeah. But it didn't make me laugh. So, I don't not I my think, kind of humor. Like, I think physical humor like that never really hits it's with not us. That funny. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It doesn't ever really hit with us. It's just kind of. It's more a different type of humor. They had the head hanging out of the trunk. Like, I think that was trying to be funny too. But yeah, didn't. So in know. real life, you just have your knife ready and you just get get that hind quarter and throw, <laughs> throw that in the back. You don't put the full deer. Everybody knows that. <laughs> But, I mean, who picks a deer up off the road? Ew, like, I know. that's been hit. Like, that's no, gross. No, that deer's traumatized. <laughs> he didn't leave this earth in a good way. Ain't no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tastes bad. <laughs> so, I guess that part of the storyline, I would 86. It was the deer in the trunk. All right. There we go. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I'm going to ask a critical question here. What is up with the references in this series to the movie Willow? I watched that movie like a million years ago when I was a kid. I can't really remember that show at all. It's a good, it's a good show. I, I just like remember it. the baby. But there's like nothing native in it or yeah. nothing like that, like as native people would gravitate to, other than Val Kimler, of course, Uncle Val. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I, was thinking about that because, you know, her name's Alora Dan and they alluded to, you know, Willow in the, in the first um, episode where they said where her name comes from. And then when she comes up to him at his house, Uncle Brownie, she says, I, it's your niece, Laura Dannon. And he goes, and I'm Mad Mardigan. Is that what he said? I don't even... Is yeah. that from Willow? That's from Willow. Aww. So the Val Kilmer character in Willow is Mad Mardigan. See, I didn't even catch that because I don't I, is, I don't know Willow I, that I good. I really liked Willow, the movie. That's is that someone I'm with the baby, right? Yeah. The I just remember that little little person yeah. being in there too. Yeah. Because, and guess what the little people are called in the movie? What? Brownies. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Heck? So, yeah. So I'm like. I'm going to rewatch Are you trying to make a connection here? Well, I, you know me. <clears throat> I yeah. Gotta, <laughs> I got to dig deep. <laughs> I got to find meaning. Right. <laughs> no, but I, you know, I guess maybe it is because I, I, love, I love movies. I like the movie Willow. And, you know, then to, to recognize all these references. Like that's. There, that's there's some connections. Yeah. Like so they could have named him anything. The writer, Maybe a, the writer must yeah, be a, a big fan. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna he say they have Uncle to be. Verdell. He probably should have been Uncle Verdell. <laughs> yeah, they have to be a fan of of that movie. So, but then I mean, when I think about it, there really isn't a whole lot of other references throughout the rest of the show. So I'm not, yeah. So I'm not convinced it has meaning, but there's something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I think I'm like what Benny crazy. said, I don't think it has meaning. I think someone's just a big fan of. Oh, right. Willow. Yeah. yeah. I used to really like that movie when I was little, but I haven't watched that in in years. Now I want to watch it again. <laughs> I'm going to watch it, too. I, I just thought it, I just remembered that little person. Is all I remember from the show. Yeah, he's in Harry Harry Potter. He's the Professor Flitwick. 
in Harry Potter, but yeah. I just remember he's trying to save that baby. <laughs> True. Is that a 90s movie? It's or it's like 80s. I want to say 80s. 80s. I want to say it's an 80s movie. I wish we still made movies like that, like fantasy. Yeah. You know. That one was good. But I think Willow was good because it was funny. It was had some intense. Yeah. It was, it was entertaining. It had a lot of interesting characters and things like that. The relationships and stuff. Yeah. they they. I think nowadays they make movies based on how much CGI and how mm, much, If it know, was like like Spider-Man or Harry yeah, Potter or based very, on a... Yeah, special effects. Jurassic Park. Did you see Avatar? They're doing a new Avatar? No, I didn't see it. I seen the preview for it. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh God. God. <laughs> I'm like, well, we need to do Avatar now. The Way of the Water, they called it. The like, water. Mini Wachoni. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so those avatars are going to be like, Mini Wachoni. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're going to shoot him with rubber bullets. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. <laughs> or blast them with, with freezing with, water. Yeah, with water. Jeez. <laughs> or if they're not going to be that vicious <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> this time they're going to be fighting for water rights, huh? <laughs> Instead of their unobtainium or whatever it was called. I'm going to have to watch that trailer. Check it out. I think they should have just left it where it was. I know. Is it still the same director with Cameron? Yeah. Cameron is his name? Yeah, well, we'll watch out for that one. Way of the Water. Yep. <laughs> Avatar 2, Mini Wichoni. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be taking that on here on the Rampage. <laughs> 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 well, I saw they're doing a new, the new Predator. You can see that? It's supposed to be take place, I think it's Choctaw or Cherokee tribe. Ooh. Well, another Cree. one we can do. <laughs> The natives fought the first predator. So predator landed on Earth and the natives had to fight it, I think is what they're saying. Well, maybe that's why predator didn't come back for hundreds of years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Scared him away. Kicked his wounds down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll take on the next episode of Reservation Dogs next. So keep on listening to the Red Gaze. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of reservation dogs remember to keep listening apple and spotify iHeartRadio, radio the radio and on the radio too uh, our local radio 102.5 yeah. shout out to kdac for letting us use their fine studio here so we feel like <laughs> professionals yeah. we're almost sitting in the dark today <laughs> oh yeah we were <laughs> trying to get the vibe going <laughs> the mood oh, yeah. all right Keep listening to the Red Gaze. Uh, See you next time. Peace. See ya. Flutes and feathers, eagles cry. No more saviors, no more lies. Waiting for better days. We'll be here with our Red Gaze. Hey-oh, hey-ah, hey-oh. Here, here.